This is Fall on Blast, part of the On Blast Podcast Network, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. If you like it, then subscribe and tell your friends. Holla. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Far too kind for tuning in once again to a little thing we like to call the Ball on Blast Podcast. As always, my name is Shelton Alexander, and this, as always, I'm joined by my guy Andrew Webster. Webby, what is good? We had to let you guys on the Wrap It Up podcast breathe. That's the only reason I haven't been around in a while. But <laughs> but what a run, man. What Congratulations to uh, the Toronto Raptors. And as I was saying, too, on social media, man, um, I've, I've known a lot of day oneers with the Raptors, uh, people who've been going to games since they were around in 95, a lot of fans that have been through the good times and the bad, and to see that uh, celebration that the Raptors were able to uh, put together after winning the Larry OB was pretty special, man. I'm sure you guys have covered it uh, ad nauseum at length there, but uh, how are you feeling? Are you still dealing with the championship hangover or what? I'm I'm good, man. The Raps are NBA champs. You'll see in the YouTube videos, I got like Raptors championship hats all over the place. Like, yes. I'm good. And the thing is, I needed the reminder. I needed a couple hours to like recover from the bombshell <laughs> that happened Ooh. overnight. But I'll say this: the Raptors are still NBA champs, and you get to say that for the next year, regardless of everything else that happens. Doesn't matter. Can't take that away. But <laughs> five-year but. grace period, though. That's what they say, right? Five-year grace period. But the thing I mean, is, yeah, with the Raptors, it. it, it if it ends up being back-to-back for the Raptors, it's going to be one of the most unlikely stories in the history of the <laughs> NBA. Well, that just means that maybe by the time people are listening to this, that Masai Ujiri pulled off like one of the greatest coups ever in NBA history. I mean, maybe that might be on top of his coup last year of getting Kawhi Leonard. Like This yeah. all just seems so unreal, except like when you think about it, this time last year, Right, like the trade wasn't even made yet for Kawhi to the Raptors. So it's like you go back a year and you think about just how crazy, how insane this has all been. And Kawhi Leonard now is a member of the Los Angeles Clippers, as I mentioned. Bombshell happening overnight at around one fifty-three a.m. One fifty-three a.m. Washed ass Andrew Webster was asleep in bed. <laughs> 1.53 a.m., Chris Haynes, he drops the bomb. Free agent forward, Kawhi Leonard will sign with the Los Angeles Clippers. Two minutes later, again, 1.55 a.m., <laughs> Woj jumps in and says, Oklahoma City is trading all-star Paul George to the Los Angeles Clippers for a record-setting collection of draft choices, league sources tell ESPN. <laughs> wow, you mentioned you were in bed. So when did you find out about this trade? Was it in the morning or I'll like? You, were you... Yeah, I'll tell you exactly. Because every day since free agency started, my okay. my my life is consumed with NBA basketball Twitter. Yes. All right, more so than usual, right? Yeah, yeah. More yeah. so than usual. So today I rolled out of bed. First thing, check Twitter, and I was up early, right? I was up like seven, seven thirty. Check yeah. the phone, and the first thing I saw was Danny Green goes to the Lakers. Two okay. years, thirty million, and I was like, "Whoa, that must have been." I was like, "Kawhi, that that means Kawhi is not on the Raptors. Yeah, uh, he's in on the. He's probably on the Lakers." Then I scrolled down a little bit, and then I saw all the reaction to him joining the Clippers with Paul George. 
but the first thing I saw was Danny Green. It's so funny. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, wow, it was the Lakers. But, man, doesn't Kawhi come out of this situation? I don't know if you've ever seen The Usual Suspects, Shelley. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I hate to spoil an almost 30-year-old movie here. <laughs> But he's like Kaiser Soze at the end, walking with the limp, and the limp straightens out as he walks away from Toronto. He's been planning this with Paul George now, it sounds like, for the last six months, since the last this, time Oklahoma City played in Toronto. Yo, this is one of the most gangster moves ever pulled off in the NBA, because nobody knew shit. I think it was Lebetard. I'm going to try to find the tweet, but uh, the Dan Lebetard show, the tweet, that came out from their account was, I want to thank Kawhi Leonard for proving none of us know shit. Right? Yo. Because this was incredible. This came out of nowhere. And I'm going to be honest with you, because uh, there's so many different levels to this. I was out when I found out. And one of my boys tapped me, and he's like, holy shit, look, Kawhi signed with the Clippers. And I was like, wait, what? So I go to my phone, and by the time I go to my phone and pull it up, like in real time, the Woj tweet pops up about Paul George also going to the Clippers. And so it was just a state of shock because on one level, cool. We all knew Kawhi could go to LA and whatever could have been the Lakers or Clippers, but the Paul George thing came out of nowhere. And so, as you mentioned, when you add in the layers of, you know, Woj breaking it down that uh, Kawhi, Kawhi and Paul George basically met last week when they were both in L.A. And it was at that point that, you know, Kawhi made it known, hey, like, we should team up and head to the Clippers. And at that point, a few days later, in the, I guess you put it at what, midweek? Paul George reportedly went to Sam Presti and said, hey, demanded the trade to the Clippers. This is all so crazy. Like, did we see any of this coming? Was there a hint of any of this anywhere of all the talking heads that have been going on for the past week? Like, where did this come from? Were you as stunned as I was in this moment to see the Paul George angle of it? Well, I've got two things. Okay, so in the grand scheme of things, this does make a lot of sense. And the, the, the writing has been on the wall for a little while, right? Uh, that Kawhi and uh, Paul George are buddies. Um, listen, the Paul George in Oklahoma City was that like they weren't going to win anything with the unit that they had. So this Paul George asking for a trade was going to happen sooner or later. Now well, you mentioned, just, I think you wasn't it? You, I think we talked about this before. It, there was an a rumor circulating for a while that Paul George, when the trade was made for Paul George to Oklahoma City, there was kind of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge deal that was. Paul George said, yes, I will sign for the max, but if I come to you at some point in the first couple of years and say, trade me, you got to trade me. That was a rumor that was floated around NBA circles when the Paul George deal happened, right? We talked exactly. about that before. No? And where was Paul George if he wasn't going to go to Oklahoma City? It was rumored for so long that it was L.A. to go back yeah. home, right? For sure. So him totally. demanding this trade and getting out of this situation – it is a great look for Paul George, and man, is it ever. I'm telling you, I know that the Clippers come in to this season now with these two guys as the prohibitive favorites to win the NBA championship, but does Oklahoma City ever get out of this jam that they had found themselves in since losing Durant? So the thing with Oklahoma City was they were entering the luxury tax, and as a repeater of the luxury tax, the penalties that you would have to pay are so much. Like, it's insane, right? Right. And so they didn't want to end up in that position again for a team that 
let's be honest, wasn't really a championship contender, right? Like he lost in the first round of the playoffs last year. And what Westbrook is on the other side of 30 now, and he's also got a massive contract. Like uh, really tough to be able to get around what they're paying Westbrook and then giving Paul George the – it was the five-year max, right? So here's my thing, though, right? Because I – Anyone follows this podcast, the On Blast Network, they know I'm a Russ guy. Listen, I'm a Russ guy too, but numbers are numbers. Numbers are numbers. That's a lot of money to be paying him. Facts are facts. They lost in the first round of the playoffs last year. And the year before that. Yeah, you can't be in the repeater tax with the team losing in the first round. Whatever I think about Russell Westbrook, those are the hard facts. So you understand that something had to be done. And so if Paul George, again, comes and says, hey, let's make that move – Everybody kind of wins, and you mentioned the Hall. So SGA, right, our, our Canadian kid, Shy Gilgis Alexander, right? A he really great piece, way. great young player that they loved in L.A. Totally. Had a great rookie season. He heads to OKC, along with OKC getting three oh. unprotected first-round picks from the Clippers. Oh, what? Plus two firsts from Miami. Uh, the second one being unprotected, or sorry, the second one being protected one to fourteen, yeah. and then the rights to pick swaps yes. in twenty twenty three and twenty twenty five. Oh, that is crazy! I've never <laughs> heard of a deal like no. that ever, dude. When, when the Davis thing, because we haven't talked even since the Anthony Davis thing. <laughs> when true. the Anthony Davis thing went down, I said, "Holy shit, that's a lot to give up for one guy." Yeah. Like, I was really in the camp of, listen, the Pelicans really improved, especially with the team that they brought in. And then mm-hmm. they go out and sign J.J. Redick. You know, they, it looked like they took a lot of the assets that L.A. gave to them and are either going to use them to create some more cap or get some more veteran players in or keep those young players and, and, and start anew. But, man, Oklahoma City gets out from this situation where they were going to be losing in the first or second round of the playoffs. They haven't mm-hmm. won a playoff series with just Russell Westbrook on the team yet. Mm-hmm. And they're given a – I mean, I was just listening to Simmons, but he's right. It's a get-out-of-jail-free card. Yeah, They're it's, set it's, now for the next decade. It's crazy. And, and everyone's talking about how there's – people are talking about, well, what are those picks going to be? It doesn't matter. It's a first-round pick. Those are still assets which you can trade to get players or to get better assets or to trade up in the draft, right? Like, you want first-round picks. And so if you're getting five of them plus the right to pick swap – that is absolutely insane. <laughs> and so it's insane. you're looking when you were again, you're in a position where you're looking at the repeater tax. They weren't coming back with the same team. Maybe they were to try to trade Steven Adams to get under the cap. But, but they, even they still, couldn't they, do it. They couldn't do it. But then you're just making your team worse and then you're you're heading in the same direction, right? Like you're really treading water with, as you mentioned, Paul George and um Russell Westbrook. But to me, the other part of this from the OKC angle and the Clippers angle is if you're the Clippers, you have to do this. And you have to do this from the angle of, okay, we're giving up all these picks, but we're not just giving up all these picks for Paul George. We're giving up all these picks for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Right. right? It was so, a package deal. It was yeah. a package deal for sure. And that so, makes sense. And that makes total sense. And the starting five they're going to put out there is going to be pretty impressive. But uh, just to play devil's advocate... Mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard's not 100% healthy, and nor is Paul George. 
Yeah, but you have to do this if you're the if you're the Clippers. For which sure. goes back to the same For thing sure. about the Lakers, which I know we never we haven't talked about. But if you're the Lakers, you do whatever you have to do to get Anthony Davis, which is something we've been talking about. We've been arguing back and forth about since uh, this whole oh. thing blew up in the middle of the regular season. Yeah, right? All Star break. For sure, but you got to do whatever you got to do to get the stars on your team because the biggest lesson I just learned from watching the Toronto Raptors for a season is that you win in the NBA with star power. We knew that before, but watching a team like the Toronto Raptors win an NBA championship with getting, and the only difference being, hey, we got Kawhi Leonard. Not the only difference, but you know what I mean? Like the biggest difference right? being you got Kawhi Leonard who was arguably the best player in the majority of the series that you played, if not all of the series that you played, you win with stars. So you do whatever you have to do, give up whatever draft picks you have to give up to get said stars, and then you figure it out afterwards. So if you're telling me you're the Clippers, you were in eighth place last year, right? In the Western Conference, a tough Western Conference, and now you're telling me you're essentially swapping out SGA and Gallo, for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard? <laughs> what? <laughs> like that team that's that team is insane. No? But yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But the, uh, again, Screw you can't picks. just Screw you can't picks. just say no, no, no. You can't just say that cuz you have now look at what look at what Boston, well, I mean Boston. I guess Boston was it. But, <laughs> that's a whole other story. <laughs> but look at the haul that they got from Brooklyn. Okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it's almost double that what Oklahoma City got. And, and sure, because... yes, the, the Clippers, the Clippers, like we say, they're the prohibitive favorites next year to win the championship. But you know where those next, we talk about the next superstars, you know where those next superstars are? They're going to be drafted by the Oklahoma City Thunder in the next <laughs> five, six years, man. No, trust me. I hear you. I understand exactly what you're saying. But you mentioned the Boston Celtics, right? The Boston Celtics' biggest problem was Danny Ainge. They had all these draft picks forever, but if you go back to last year, if you ask most Boston Celtics fans, would you have traded Jalen Brown and one of those picks for Kawhi Leonard? I'm pretty sure they tell you no. And if you go if you fast forward and say that now, you'd be like, what? Are you crazy? You wouldn't give up Jalen Brown and one yeah. of your picks for Kawhi Leonard? So to me, their issue was Danny Ainge, right? And I know I'm playing the hindsight game, but let's be real. Masai Ujiri just showed you, t- you shoot your shot when you have the chance. And if Masai Ujiri is willing to look and say, hey, I'm going to give up the face of my franchise, I'm pretty sure you're the Boston Celtics. You can say, I'm going to give up Jalen Brown. No? Like, Jalen no, no. Brown's good, but there's no way you can tell me Jalen Brown means more to the Boston Celtics than DeMar DeRozan meant to the Toronto Raptors. No, no? It's, a gr- it's a great um, comparison with Ainge and Masai. So Ainge has been trying to do the thing where he – you know, stockpiles everything. He wants to, like, try and uh, prolong this, build a super team with all the assets that he got from Brooklyn. But Masai sees the the target in front of him in terms of a top-five player and how he can get him, and he pulls the trigger. Totally. And you look at... And it's like, that's... Those risks, those are the ones that pay off. So let's, let's stick to this here just in terms of the move that the Clippers made. And, you know... What a week it was in terms of rumors, talking heads, CP24 news choppers following oh, wow. bands that they don't know if it's Kawhi Leonard or not. 
but they're following them along the highway with the chopper shots. Like it was an insane week of people following on Twitter where planes are landing in Toronto and in San Diego, like all of this stuff going on all at once. Right. Webby. And then you end up with, okay, well, Kawhi Leonard sat down with Paul George. Paul George went to his team and the real moves all happened behind the scenes and nobody knew shit. A wise man once said, real bad boys move in silence, but <laughs> did this prove to be the the like best example of that in terms of where did the Clippers come from? Nobody was saying the Clippers. In fact, most people had the Clippers at the bottom just because all the noise was coming out of Toronto and coming out of the Lakers camp. But here come the Clippers. Does that part surprise you that it was the Clippers? Or where were you in terms of this rumor hunting for the past week? Okay, so again, I said two things earlier. So this was my second thought. These um, embrace debate shows, they're bullshit, man. They're, <laughs> they're, what, yeah. the, what, what does Chris Carter know about what Kawhi Leonard is doing? <laughs> what does this Eric Andre stand in Chris Broussard know about what's actually going on in the NBA? Eric Andre, wow. Get, get this junk out of here, man. Like like I said, I said it on social media, man. Give me my highlights. I don't want to hear these guys. I don't, I don't care what Skip Bayless thinks that Kawhi Leonard is going to do because he doesn't know, man. Yeah. That's the other thing. That's the big thing. Now, am I surprised that it's the Clippers? No, because what have we been saying all year when it comes to these two L.A. teams? One is run like a business, and the other is run like a reality show. So Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you finish, I am going to praise you. I am bowing down right now. The YouTube people will be able to see me bowing down to you right now because you have been saying this all year. I'll let you continue, but I just want to give you your props. I'll let you continue. Is it a surprise that a guy who's known for going about his business, like Kawhi Leonard, chose to do business with a business that's run like a business? You know what I mean? Like, it's not that it's not that hard to figure out. They obviously were involved in Kawhi from the very beginning. We know that because of the L.A. Clippers employees at every Raptors game, home or away. They, they know were fined they, twice, no? Yeah, man, they had obvious <laughs> interests, and obviously they let Kawhi dictate who he wanted to get. You want to get Paul George, we'll sell the farm to get him. Yeah, but it means yeah. that you're coming here. But and this is why, like, I know that we're going to get into you know the possibility of possibly the Raptors having a po- uh, getting Westbrook, Kawhi, and Paul George. I never thought, I never think that that was actually on the table. I yeah, really don't. So, That's a bargaining so, chip. That's leverage. There was no further, other place he was going to go other than the Clippers in terms of Kawhi signing for the Max. That's what I think. So the two things for people, the things that Webby's alluding to here, there's reports from Woj and from Ramona Shelburne that both say, one, uh, Kawhi Leonard, or sorry, yeah, Kawhi Leonard went to the Clippers after his meeting with Paul George and essentially told the Clippers, if you get Paul George, I'm in. That happened early last week. So that's one of the reports. The other report that Webby's alluding to is that last night, or I guess during the week, while the Clippers are trying to make their negotiations with Oklahoma City Thunder, Sam Presti, because he's also a G, got to give Sam Presti credit here. 100%. 100%. He also was trying to pin the Raptors and Clippers against each other. and And so there was a story that the Raptors were trying to get Paul George and, again, and Russell Westbrook. This from Bruce Arthur, who says, Oklahoma City asked for Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Fleet, and four unprotected first-round picks as a starting point for Paul George. But the Raptors believed that they were being used as leverage and believed Kawhi finally 
truly wanted LA and then he left. So Woj backs that up. Woj said in the end, Toronto didn't have the assets to satisfy OKC with or without Siakam in any proposed deal. The fear of Toronto entering into trade talks with OKC only proved to guarantee the Clippers would go the distance with five, again, five first round picks and SGA in their deal for Paul George. So, yeah. The Raptors being used for leverage, I could see that as a thing. But also, I was thinking about this because of how much I love Russ. If I woke up this morning and found out that the Toronto (laughs) Raptors had Russell, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard, I don't know how I would react to that. Like, that just was like... Right when you think the NBA can't get any crazier, right? You're just like, that what is done going it. on? That, that would have done, done it. it. But you mentioned this, right? So I don't think Masai would have done that. I think no, he knows. I don't think Obviously, he would have either. Obviously, there's so much back and forth, and I want to get the gauge of what your group texts were like because I know amongst my friends, all of their group texts, however many different group texts you have on your phone, were just lit all day with people just – on fire about what's going on with Kawhi Leonard, what happened with the deal. And I'm going to ask you this, because I had a couple group texts on my phone that people were pretty salty about the way that they went down in terms of feeling that Kawhi played the Raptors. Do you kind of have that feeling as no. well? Or do you get that vibe from certain Raptors fans? Or if, if your answer is no, what do you think of that thought process that Kawhi played the Raptors? I think you're playing yourself because (laughs) this was always, this was always how it was going to happen. Yeah. Like if you were a Raptor fan and you saw that Kawhi Leonard was coming to your team on the last year of his deal, Mm -hmm. like he's not playing the Raptors. You know how this is going to work. The thing is, it would have been a surprise and it would have been a victory, another victory for the Toronto Raptors had he decided to stay. But that was yeah. never, like, nobody ever tricked themselves into thinking that this was a slam dunk, that he played the Raptors to move on. He knew he was going to move on. And the reason I bring this up, and I'm, I'm kind of, like, bringing some of my group chats into the conversation here. More but, of mine were based around Al Horford and Jimmy Butler, to be quite yeah, honest. Get out of here. But you know <laughs> Yo, what I'm saying, I'm though? telling you, so, beast of the East, let's go. Sixers basketball, back, baby. Ain't nobody here to talk about the Sixers, Webby. Come on, man. Listen, you but see my we'll boy TJ, M- TJ McConnell signed by the Pacers? Shame. <laughs> get out of here. You know the Pacers You're have sad three guys. Do, you, you, do you know the, the Pacers have three guys on their roster named TJ? <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> what is going on, man? No, but here, here's, here's the thing that, that got me about this whole, the debate I was having earlier about did Kawhi play the Raptors. People are wondering, well, why did he draw it all out? Why did he make the Raptors wait the week? And it's like, that's what free agency is. Yeah, right? like get out of here. Listen, what do you, no, no, what do you no, think but, the Raptors like, were going to do in free agency as they waited for Kawhi? Say they had he had signed early. What moves do the Raptors make that they didn't make? Exactly. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I don't think... Um, I don't think that, you know, if Kawhi on July 1 was like, hey, I'm going to the Clippers, the Raptors then would have gotten Kevin Durant, right? Like, that's not a thing that was going to happen. The Raptors weren't getting, you know, like, the fact that it played out the way that it did is just a reminder that, you know, that's how free agency works. This, like, 24-hour news cycle and Twitter and, you know what I mean, that constant need for information makes us think... 
No, but it makes us think that like, oh no, it's not supposed to be like that. Everything's supposed to happen quickly. And because everyone else signed on July 1 means that Kawhi was supposed to sign on July 1. It's like, no, that's not how it works. He's supposed to have meetings. Take And plus, we don't even know how this went down. Like for all we know, the reason why the meeting was in Toronto was because the Raptors were begging for a meeting. We don't, again, we don't know, right? Like we're Look. assuming that Kawhi made the Raptors wait when we have no idea how this week played out in terms of what information Kawhi was giving to the Raptors, what information he was giving to the Clippers and Lakers. I mean, oh, sorry, we do know that the Lakers, as of late last night, were told to wait and not make the AD trade official yet because Kawhi still might go. So we know what the Lakers were getting. But from the Raptors, we have no idea what was being told on their end. Maybe they were holding out hope because there was a thought that maybe they could make a, a sign-and-trade deal to be worked out with the Clippers. Who knows? But there's lots of different things that could have happened. And at no point, I'm not here for any slander of Kawhi Leonard from anybody in the city of Toronto or the country of Canada. I'm not here for any of that. Kawhi can do whatever he wants. If he wanted to wait till next week, till two weeks from now, to sign with the Clippers, good for him. He doesn't know the Raptors' shit. No, not only that you said it, like the free agency doesn't work like that anymore. And you know what? The NBA doesn't work like that anymore, man. Yeah. Like this is a player first league yeah. and Kawhi, I, I still think that Kawhi knew exactly what he wanted to do and he did it. Well, here's the thing. If he wanted, like all we knew about Kawhi, which again, I still stand by the fact we don't know much about Kawhi, right? Was that he wanted to go play in LA. That's what we were told mostly from even when he was in San Antonio still, right? That's one of the narratives that stuck. All that happened since is my guy came here. Masai told us all he talked about to Masai and to Drake when he first got here was that he wanted to win championships. That's all the man cared about. He wanted to win. He came here. He didn't complain. He didn't say anything. He didn't become a drama queen. He didn't like play it out as we've seen things play out in Lakerland last year with LeBron and the trade and Anthony Davis quitting on the Pelicans. It didn't play out like Jimmy Butler forcing his way out in the middle of the season. None of that stuff happened. Kawhi Leonard played basketball, dominated basketball, won a championship, played out his contract, and then executed his right as a free agent to do whatever the heck he wanted to. Right? Like, if the Raps didn't want to play along with the game, they could have just bounced away as well. And I don't know. I'm not mad at Kawhi. I'm not here for any Kawhi slander. But what do you what do you say to the fans that kind of, you know, might not be too pleased with how things went down? Cry your tears on your NBA championship gear. <laughs> yeah, say that as a Philly fan, okay? <laughs> Yo, listen, we won the Super no. Bowl. No, but no, no, no. I'm saying that as a Sixers fan. Tell that to Joel Embiid, okay? Raptors fans can complain all they want to Joel Embiid. Remember the Joel Embiid tears as he walked off the court? Don't you think Joel Embiid would trade places right now? 100%. You know what I mean? You don't think Giannis would? You don't think any members of the Celtics would? Exactly. It's just so ridiculous to me. And I I don't, don't get me wrong. If you look at some of my group texts, I just put, I'm rattled. And the thing that shocked me was because. You think you know so much about a situation and what's going on about a situation, and then you realize you know absolutely nothing. Because I'm going to be honest with you, K. Webby, and I'm tiptoeing around how I'm going to say this, but I never believed that Kawhi was coming back, right? I never thought that he was staying. And that's why the whole year, if you listen to Wrap It Up, you listen to even when we talk here on we Ball on We said it all Blast, the time. We said it all the time. Just enjoy the ride. Enjoy it. Yeah. 
It wasn't until two days ago, no word of a lie, two days ago was the first time I actually believed that Kawhi Leonard was staying in Toronto, and I allowed myself to put my guard down and be like, oh, no, I think he's actually going to stay. That didn't happen until two days ago. And here's the thing. It wasn't about Twitter rumors. It wasn't about anything like that. This was about, like, behind the scenes, like, I'll say I'm I'm tiptoeing so hard right now. But there were people. No, no, no. But I'm I'm saying this. There were people in very in in like places who would know. I'll say that people okay. in places who would know or places who could know that were very confident that the Raptors were getting Kawhi Leonard. He was re-signing and they were planning a party and Drake was throwing a party and it was going down. Like that was a thing that was like I. I'm saying as much as I can. I'll say that. But there are people that were very, very confident that Kawhi Leonard was coming back. And I never allowed myself to buy into it or to believe it until two days ago. I let my guard down. And I was like, whoa, like he's actually going to come back? Like this is a thing? Two days ago, Webby. And so take uh, go from there to that moment at 1.54 a.m. <laughs> where I'm like, whoa, like I was completely stunned and rattled. But more disappointed in myself because I allowed right. myself to Forgetting. get tricked. Exactly. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I love at the le- NBA. Oh, Listen, Shelly, at least you weren't camped out in front of some hotel in Yorkville on a random Tuesday or whatever. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's. That was a tough look. A- <laughs> it was a tough look. That's, that's a thing, man. That's a thing. That's a thing that happened in real life. Yeah. People stood outside a hotel to watch a car drive into a garage. Yeah. To which it was I, rumored I know, that that was a decoy hotel, anyways. But I want to know. I want to ask. I want to ask those people if they thought it was worth it. <laughs> I love the CP twenty four stuff for real. That was and, great. You know, there's talk that you know how did why did they stop? Did they get a call from higher up? Because for people who don't know, CP twenty four is owned by Bell. Bell obviously is one of the owners or co owners of the Toronto Raptors. So there was rumors of as to why the CP24 coverage stopped. And did it stop because someone from up top, you know, because this was all over Twitter. People were bashing CP24 for the, the over-the-top coverage. And I go the other way. And maybe this is because I work in the industry and I'm about content. But your whole goal is to get people to watch, right? 100%. And even the people that were bashing that coverage, they were still watching, which is the point of what you're doing, right? And you're CP24. Like, what are we, what are we really talking about here? You're anyways, showing highways anyway during CP24. <laughs> yeah, the chopper was missing the, the traffic jam on the DVP. Oh, no. Guess what? DVP backed up because there's construction. Yeah. <laughs> I just gave you your traffic report for today and every day in the city of Toronto. But this was just such an amazing ride of a week. Webby, just in terms of all the things that went down and in terms of Raptors fans and in terms of Kawhi Leonard, right? It's just Kawhi Leonard, Uncle Dennis, straight gangsters. I look at this as they out LeBron LeBron, the same gangster moves we've been seeing LeBron make ever since he made his first exit out of Cleveland. Kawhi just did maybe the biggest move of, of all of those things, right? But he did it quietly, <laughs> right behind closed doors like and the fact that now they're both in LA LeBron versus Kawhi this is just insane this is drama at its highest like does anything compare to the NBA in sports is this is it close yo so you're absolutely right if you look at all the teams that were kind of involved in what happened with Kawhi 
the Lakers come out as the clear losers here, obviously. <laughs> they missed out on Kawhi, and, I mean, they spent $30 million on Danny Green. So, <laughs> Hold on. Can't forget the fact that uh, Magic had a meeting, and then everybody knew about the meeting word for word what happened in this <laughs> in San No, <laughs> the best is that they had the meeting – they had the meeting scheduled with Kawhi and El Segundo, famous from a tribe called Quest Song. I left my wallet yes. in El Segundo. And he moved the meeting to downtown L.A. Why did he move the meeting in downtown L.A.? Because he was going to meet Paul George minutes after their meeting with the Lakers. Like, that's a bad look. Bad but look Lakers, for the— But the Lakers couldn't figure that part out? They no, didn't know that they didn't. They didn't question it at all. Why they were moving the meeting from the original place? Now the other thing is too. What's really cool about this is that now we have a real rivalry in LA and in the NBA. This is like it was getting to a point where like, listen, LeBron, LeBron. It was LeBron and everybody else, right? Like, sure, that Spurs team beat him, but like there was a clear top dog in the league. There were yeah. a couple other guys who you know Harden and Giannis were on the come up and everything, but no, 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 no. Kawhi Leonard obviously thinks that he is on par with LeBron and is ready to go head-to-head, toe-to-toe, mano-a-mano with King James. Uh, And them competing for the same fans in the same city, like I say, it's going to be must-see TV every time any of those teams play, whoever they're playing, but definitely when they're playing each other. Yeah. Uh, one, One other note I wanted to bring up that I thought was just funny. Chris Haynes said that, Kawhi Leonard in his camp found it comical throughout the process that he was, quote, reportedly heading to every team but the Clippers. In the end, his small circle kept everyone guessing. And guess what occurred? Guessing. <laughs> That's right. Had everybody pulling it out of there. Jalen, Jalen, uh, I love Jalen Rose. I, I really do. But 99% that he's coming to the Raptors. Really, Jalen? Well, 99%. good thing you left to yourself. Good thing you left yourself that 1%. Right? Oh, man. 99%. And then uh, what's your man's? Chris Broussard was 94% to the Lakers? Fucking That's what like it was. Bad, <laughs> it's a bad Eric Andre sketch. Oh, man. this is It's so crazy. And for Raptors fans, I would urge you guys to just remember that, again, the Toronto Raptors are NBA champions. Yeah. And the reason I'm going to keep asking you to remind yourselves of that is because, be honest, how many Raptors fans ever thought that would be a sentence that you would say in real life? <laughs> Honestly. Seriously. And I know that no, sounds no, like a diss, right. but I'm being dead serious. Did you ever think in your life that you would say the Toronto Raptors are NBA champs Listen, and not on-, on 2K? To be honest, man, you know that I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, after seeing them beat the New England Patriots to win the Super Bowl, literally that was my... Kevin Garnett, anything is possible moment. When the <laughs> Eagles win a Super Bowl like that uh, yeah. against a team like that, uh, listen, sure, the Raptors can win the, the NBA championship. You know, whatever. Sure, the Mets can win a World Series. Well, okay, let's not go too far. <laughs> let's not go too far here. I see what you did there, right? I'm you gonna like let that. that slide. I'm going to let you that like slide. like that. Because I'm not even watching any other sports. I tried to watch, like, another sport since the Raptors won the championship. I'm like, I can't do this. No, I'm back in. I'm back in. My, especially now, today, after this whole Kawhi thing is over, I don't have to be a slave to NBA Twitter anymore. Now, <laughs> won't stop me from refreshing tweets all the time. But, no, I'm, I'm into baseball. We got the women's uh, World Cup. My girls, my U.S. national team playing tomorrow for the women's World Cup gold against the Netherlands. I'm back into sports because it's only going to be a couple more weeks. 
and summer league is already on. I know that that part is crazy. That part is crazy that the NBA calendar doesn't stop, and it's the one negative part to the Raps being champs because it allows the U.S. media to even quicker turn the page on the Raptors being NBA champs, which is why it's more important to boost up our Canadian media, right, in terms of reminding everyone that the Raptors are NBA champs. And I keep saying this because, people, you don't get a chance to do this often. No. What we just watched Kawhi Leonard do is insane. you got to enjoy that. You really have to because the way that it played out, it worked out perfectly. The risk that Masai just did was perfect. So I guess in that, in that vein, Webby, I ask you, what's next for the Toronto Raptors? What do you think Oof. the next I would say should be for the Toronto Raptors? Do they try to repeat or do they just kind of, you know, play it out with the team they have, let the contracts expire and rebuild? No, I'd say that this season is going to be a lot of how do we trade the Serge Ibaka contract? How do we trade the last year? Like, the good news is, is that, like, listen, they're obviously going to have to rebuild in the next two years. Mm -hmm. The good thing is, is that they've got two things going for them. They've got Giannis becoming a free agent in 2021, and Masai and Giannis have a really good relationship, and they're going to have the double draft. So the double draft is going to be, I think, is it 2021 or 2022? It's coming up. Yeah. So what they should be doing, what Masai should be doing, is looking into the rebuild that he's really always wanted to do. Because this is yeah. this yeah. is a team that he inherited. Uh, it try, you know, like how many years did he keep Dwayne Casey on? You know, how many years yeah, did yeah, he yeah. keep Ky- uh, DeMar DeRozan around? Uh, yeah. Just because they kept winning and kept making it so far. Now he's won the NBA championship. Now Kawhi is not in town. Now you have these expiring contracts, um, and now is the time that you can really rebuild. And you, you've done it at really the right possible time to do this. So here, here comes the tough part, and I'm going to be honest because I don't know which side I really fall on this debate. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm bringing this up more as devil's advocate, and, and right now in the moment it's still so fresh. So it's kind of my argument, but it might change with some time to reflect and calm down. But <laughs> You're still running hot. Still running hot. But here's the thing. Masai Ujiri, of all people, have been on this fight, leading the charge for the Toronto Raptors to be relevant in NBA circles, right? He was the one that firmly believed. You heard it in his voice. You heard Kawhi refer to it. You heard Drake refer to it. You heard Kyle refer to it. Masai constantly saying we will win in Toronto, right? Like, that was his goal. It wasn't just BS. Like, he spoke that into existence, right? You fought this hard to make the Raptors relevant and win an NBA championship. Can you really just go back to NBA obscurity so quickly? It's not NBA obscurity. Because, listen, it's not NBA obscurity. Because you've won the championship. You're always going to be an NBA no, no, champion. No, no, no. That's, that's you've got to think saying. about you got to think about the long term success of this team and r- running. The other thing is, what are you going to do? Like, so what, are, what are your steps now to be competitive this year? Here's the thing, right? And it comes down to what are you really trying to do in this season, right? Because we know the business side of it. We know they're going to jack up ticket prices because you're coming off an NBA championship. They're going to thrive off the success of the team of last year's success of Kawhi Leonard. Cool. But in terms of on the court, right, 
what is this team as currently constituted right now without Kawhi Leonard? Are they a six seed, a seven seed in the East? Would you say yeah, that? I'd Something say, like that? Yeah, I mean, uh, let's see. Who got better? That's what I'm does saying, my, right? Like, does Miami move up? And, yes. Uh, yeah, of course I'd Miami say, moves up. But, like, yeah, so I would say bottom half of the bracket in the East, whether it be six, seven, or eight. So this is what I mean in terms of NBA. Like, you're not relevant anymore in the NBA, or you're not as – you're not relevant. And I'm not saying they're going to fall off a cliff. They're still a very solid team. You still have Kyle. You still have Siakam, the glow-up, Freddie. Cool. You still have pieces. But what I learned the most from last season is you win with stars. And it's about what are you really trying to do with this team? Are you trying to repeat as champs? Or are you trying to just be like, okay, we're going to go back to just being a team and play that whole cap space game, which we really know if it doesn't work for the Knicks, which for other reasons, it doesn't work for the Lakers. But Shelly, it it's just a tough works. sell. But it's it a just tough worked sell. for the Raptors. No, no, no. It worked for the Raptors trading to get a star player and taking advantage of another team's, you know, flawed but you, situation. But it doesn't say. matter how you get them. It, you, like you say, it's about getting stars. So but whether in a cap year space or two, is in the way, man. Cap space but, is not the way. We've but learned. Listen, that. you talked about it. You got to get stars. There's no stars this year. And, and I, the best, the best way to get but, a star, the best way to get a star is then to clear up as much cap room as you can. You've got a championship quality team. We everybody's just seen that. Like yeah. I, I don't think it's going to be the same as it was in the late '90s, uh, early 2000s in terms of trying to get people to come here. Like they just proved that they can win an NBA championship. They've got the organization to do it. Don't shoot yourself in the foot in the future for short-term gains. You know, See, and plus. You've already won. Like, you've got nothing to prove. You may as well retool and get ready for these two big things that are happening. A potential Giannis Antetokounmpo move and a double draft. See, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one of the people that are so, like, sold on the fact that we think Giannis is coming here, right? Like, we just had those hopes and dreams. Like, I lived through the hopes and dreams of maybe KD's going to come. No, and no, no, all no, these no, no. things that have never – no, 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 but follow me for a second. All these things that, like, coulda, shoulda, wouldas, and we got cap space, and that doesn't mean anything. To me, I want to see big game hunting. I want to see Masai do the Masai magic and come up with a trade somehow. Some, and I know I'm being the unrealistic fan right now. But come up with a trade to get someone. I honestly, and I know people are going to hate on me for saying this, I would go get Russell Westbrook right now. You're crazy. You can get, You're crazy. You're handcuffing your team. How? You have nobody signed in like three years. That you're one paying Russell, Russell Westbrook, Westbrook contract, $37 million when he's 35 years old. He's going to tank every possible future that your team might have. Every Getting, superstar is overpriced at the end of their contract. Bro, That's just bro, how the Russell works. Westbrook, Russell Westbrook can't win a playoff series. Even with it's totally unfair to say Russell Westbrook can't win a playoff series. I'm saying okay on his own. No, I still think that's totally unfair. I just think of all people, Raptors fans should learn about narratives like Kyle Lowry couldn't win. He was a bad playoff performer. He was this. He was that. And then now he's an NBA champion. That's how things happen. Things are the way they are, and then it just (laughs) changes. It but just Kyle, Lowry, the way it Kyle Lowry doesn't have a contract that pays him $37 million when he's 35 years old. No, his contract pays him like $33 million right now. 
and he was overpaid last year. But and he's only this got year. one more. He's only got one more a year. You can't like Sometimes, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook on your team is like a fucking time bomb. Here, here's the thing. My, Look what my thing is again. We can roll it back and, and be okay with Stanley Johnson and see what happens next year. And then, cool, we sell off some assets. And then we got all this cap space, and maybe we'll get Giannis. Cool. I'm sure the Knicks are saying the exact same thing. My point is, you win with star power. <laughs> Give me the talent, and I'll trust in my organization and my coaches to do a better job than freaking Billy Donovan can in terms of drawing up an <sighs> offense and putting Russell Westbrook in a position to succeed. Does I'm going to trust my Nick, organization. Are you, sure Nick, but is sure, are you sure Nick Nurse is a better coach than, Kawhi, than Billy Donovan? Yes, yes, yes. I'm yes, pretty sure yes, it's more yes, Kawhi yes. Leonard is a way better Whoa, player than Russell Westbrook. No, 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 no. I'm not going to knock Nick Nurse like that. The performance we just saw from the Nick Nurse and the Raptors coaching staff in which it was blatantly apparent in every single playoff series. As soon as the Raptors made their adjustment, they won. They Listen. lost game one. Hold on, hold on. They lost Russell. game one against against the Magic, and then they won four straight. They were down 2-1 against Philly, and then they won three of four. They were down, what, 2 nothing against the Bucks, and then they won four straight. And Because they had the a NBA great finals. NBA player who could shoot three-pointers. Russell Westbrook can't hit a broad side of the barn. The point what is... Do? What are you going to do? You're gonna, I'm not saying gonna that Russ... One of the most efficient scorers in the NBA with one of the least efficient scorers in the NBA. I'm not saying that Russell Westbrook is Kawhi Leonard. That is not what my argument is. You just my want argument, him on the Raptors. My argument is that you. we just saw that you win. Give me the elite talent and trust Bro, in the organization no. to Masai, figure everything out. Because Masai here's the thing. Masai is smart enough that he got Kawhi and didn't have to give up that much. He, also true, give, but what, what, what do you have to up? give up to get Russ? What Yo, do you have to give up to get Russ? Financial Seriously. handicapping of your team for the next five years, four years. You have, you're allowed. Here's the thing with the NBA. You are allowed to overpay. You could have one, maybe two bad contracts in the NBA. What but if you're you, a team like the Raptors what happens, who proven, What happens if he messes up his knee again and, you pay, and you've got him on the books? Look at what's going on with what the Wizards and John Kawhi Wall. Messed up, what happens if Kawhi messed up his knee last year? Sometimes you got to take a risk. I he know he did. didn't, but I'm saying this is the risk you got to take. And, yes, I know that last year Kawhi Leonard, the way that it worked out, nine times out of ten, it's not going to go that perfectly for the team that trades their franchise player for the injured player coming off of playing nine games in a season. Nine times out of ten, it's not going to work out that perfectly for the Toronto Raptors. But I'm going to say that I want to roll the dice and I will take the chance on the talent each and every time than the status quo of sitting around and waiting for cap space and hoping that, like, what is Pascal Siakam? How much better is Pascal Siakam going to be? I think he's good. Listen, you'd rather really have Pascal Siakam seven times and twice on Sunday with the contract that he has than Russell Westbrook right I'd now. I'd rather have you. both of them in two years instead of just having Pascal and cap space. I wouldn't want Russell Westbrook in two years if you paid me to take him. <laughs> he has his knee scoped every year. Listen, I love him, and I, I, you know I think he's great for the NBA, and I love him. Yep. But I would not want him on my team. I'm glad that he's on Oklahoma City. Because I'm when just he saying does, that. When he does right cool now? shit, I get to watch the highlights. But if he's <laughs> on the Sixers, I know that we'd be effed. We'd be totally effed. And we might be effing ourselves already if we sign Ben Simmons to this crazy extension. So, but just, the thing is, is that the way that they loaded up Westbrook's contract, it is like an albatross. For so sure. any team that's for taking sure. him is taking this huge anchor around their neck. 
I'm going to live in the world where I roll the dice and take the risk. And I know that Russ isn't Kawhi. I'm going to keep repeating that because <laughs> someone's going to take this as if I'm saying, oh, we plug in Russ, and hey, we win the championship back-to-back. That's yeah, not That person is me. That is what I am saying you're saying. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you're giving your team a better chance to be relevant and try to do big things as opposed to just being like, okay, well, Kawhi's gone. Well, maybe OG can take his place. No, that's not but, a thing that's going to happen. But look at what the Clippers did. Then look at what the Clippers did. We've been praising them all, all this whole show Fair. for playing the smart move and running their team like a business. That's what you want Masai to do. So you, you want know, to have the long, the long game in play, man, not this short. The, the short stuff worked out for you. It usually doesn't. But this so time it does. Don't, don't roll that dice again because it could blow up in your face. It could. It could, but I'm always going to take the chance. But here's the thing. I know Russ costs a lot of money. I know all the things. People say he's a bad teammate, which should be lessened now because I think we figured out that Kevin Durant's a little bit of an interesting character. I'll just say yes. that and save that conversation for another day. Yeah. But Again, we didn't even talk about that. We didn't even talk about things, Kyrie though, and KD. Follow me, though. Follow me, though, right? A lot of these things, though, that you said about Kyle Lowry, now you got to add NBA champion to his name. Okay. Hell yeah. Small markets or a market like Toronto, which isn't a small market, but it's not like the New York or L.A., right? It's not a big U.S. market. What we just learned is you win with stars, but how do you get those stars? You have to trade them, and you have to take a risk where you're getting something that appears to be a depreciated asset, which Kawhi Leonard was last year. Those chances don't come around that often. That's the only way as a Toronto Raptors, other than drafting, you're going to get one of those top-tier talented people onto your team. And you're okay. only going to win with the top-tier talent. That's what we just learned about the NBA. You're only going to win with top-tier talent. And Agreed. how do you get that? Ag you're taking advantage of situations that other teams are in. And right now, Oklahoma City is in prime position to have someone take advantage of them and get Russell Westbrook and take the chance, take the chance. I can't that believe, maybe change the I can't believe you're saying that you want the Raptors to do that. Well, here's the I thing. I'm also – here's the, here's the thing, Webby. I'm also betting on the, the culture that the Toronto Raptors have. I'm betting on the organization that the Toronto <sighs> Raptors have, the vets that the Toronto Raptors have in their locker room, and the, the positive effect that that could have on someone there's, like Russ. There's much better players you can get there for so – who, So who are these players? Who is it? Bradley Beal? You'd have to give up Siakam to get him for sure. 100%. And you're not going to do that. And you're not going to do that. Or, or so I'm told. Nobody wants to give up Siakam to get anybody. So I wouldn't give I'm up saying, Siakam so when, for just about anybody either. Why would sure. you? Sure. So when I look around the league and I say, okay, how do I add more premium talent to my team? You look around the league and there's only, like, how many dudes? Would you have taken a chance on Boogie Cousins? You might have talked, be able to talk me into that maybe. I don't no. know. I don't know. But do you well, know again, you're. There's... But, the, but the, the thing with Cousins is you're only getting him on a one-year deal. So what's the what's the loss? The problem with the Russell Westbrook thing is, again, it's the contract. But in you're two or three years, yourself. but in two or three years, your books are wide open. So the fact that you're paying Russell Westbrook, even if you're overpaying not... him <laughs> ten million, no, follow me though. Even if you're overpaying Russell Westbrook ten million dollars in three years, that ten million dollars is what Norman Powell. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But wouldn't That's you rather me. build your team? If you're doing that, then wouldn't you rather build your team the smart way? So then in three years when this double draft comes, not only are you picking young players, but you're also freeing up your finance, finances so you can get better, younger players. 
What about a Donovan Mitchell in two or three years? What about a Nikola Jokic in a couple of years? Uh, those That's all like ifs and buts and maybes and who knows. I'm talking about right now, go get top-tier talent. Because right here's now, the thing. Even right now, Russell Westbrook isn't top-tier talent. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, He's, hey. Okay. Bring up okay. your shooting percentage from last year. Okay, I'm, all I'm saying is who else, how else, if you're really serious about repeating and staying relevant, how else are you doing that? Because it's not with the team that you have now. You're not staying relevant with the team that you have now. And so if we're going back to, oh, maybe we can build up our assets and maybe we can build our team again like Damar and Kyle and have that team again where we know there's a ceiling to how good you're going to be, cool. I'm saying roll the dice and maybe – you know top-tier talents. You can roll the dice and have someone, you know, change the scenery, give them a fresh view on things. Things change. But I'm trying to keep the Toronto Raptors as a top-tier team in the Eastern Conference. And if you tell me in two or three years you still have Russell Westbrook and Siakam, maybe you can get someone else to come join you're, that team. You're crazy. You're crazy maybe, with this Russell hey, Westbrook. Hey, maybe I, I'm if crazy. You can, if you can give me a better – like, the problem is is that you're giving me one of the worst contracts in the game right now. Because it's how like, many other things are available? You're talking Bradley Beal? Right? Like I'd how rather other... have Bradley Beal because he's only got two years left. But you're not getting Bradley Beal without giving up Siakam. But are, you're probably not going to get Russell Westbrook without giving up Siakam. Uh, I don't know. I think, who are you gonna, I, think who are you... I think OKC has no leverage. You could probably flip you – could, you could, I mean, I wouldn't give up Kyle Lowry, but you could probably flip Kyle Lowry and OG – I would keep Kyle Lowry and play Russ and Kyle Lowry in the backcourt, but I would probably oh, flip Gasol. This is, this, is, this is a team now that's like, but, but you're not going to be any better. You're still going to be sixth or seventh in the East with that team. No, I disagree. You're, you might be worse. You're definitely not winning. <laughs> you're definitely not winning a. You're definitely not winning a playoff series. So if you traded, so you wouldn't trade. You're, you're here, here's trading. A, here's a thing. You're trading Mark Pascal Siakam. No, I'm not trading Pascal Siakam. Okay, so who are you trading? I'm trading Mark Gasol, Norm, and OG for, let's say, Russ and Terrence Ferguson. You're not and I'll throw winning. In, I'll throw in some protected pick. But I'm you're saying not, you're not winning a playoff series with that team, man. You're not. Not in the East. Hold Everybody on, in okay, the East. So, the top so half of the East hold on, hold retooled. On. Hold on. So the team right now with Kyle, who who's even starting? Norm? <laughs> Norm? Yeah. No, you Pascal. traded Norm. No, no, no. I'm saying the team. Forget the Russell Westbrook trade. The team that the Raptors have right now. Forget the yeah, norm, huh. that, that trade for a second. That team's winning a playoff round? No. So I'm trying to win playoff rounds. I'm at least yeah, trying to take a chance to win playoff rounds. With the, you're not going to do it with this trade that you're making because not only that, but you're then going to cripple yourself financially. I, I don't know. I, I, I Maybe the rush of the past year of Masai rolling the dice and going all in and taking a chance on Marcus Gasol and taking a chance on Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green, maybe that like just has me like amped up and like on the juice that makes me think that we can do this every year. That totally could be it. But you know what I really think it is? <laughs> do you know what I really think it is, Webby? What? I think I'm worried about going back into next year and having Raptors games not mean anything. Because Oof. it's just like, ugh. it's just like you're going back into next yeah, year. Yeah, that and, defending and that like, whole that whole thing of defending the chip and like having the target on your back. It's tough when you're not bringing back the like main piece of why you're there. 
But even just say what you want about Russ, and you might not like his game, but you definitely can sit down and watch, and you're watching like a high-level athlete do their thing and just know that you have one of the top players in the world on your team. Go like Not having that anymore, and I know that we can argue about where Russ ranks in the NBA, which he's still an all-star. He's still a, a, an all-star, right? We can agree with that at least. But my point is you remove that. No, no, no. I'm saying you, you remove that. And even if you lose and you bring in Russ and you lose, I'm okay with that because you took a chance to try to be better. You say that I'm now okay. until he – That's all I'm saying. Until he twists his knee and then he's out. No, nah, man. And you're Yo, paying if, him $37 million. Hey, if Kawhi's ball bounced a different way against the Sixers, right, and the Sixers won that series – why you gotta Leonard do that? Leaves. Why you gotta do that to me? No, no, Why no, you gotta do that me. to me? No, but follow me. And the Sixers and the Sixers win that series. They go on and win. And Kawhi Leonard leaves, and the Raptors lost in the second round. I'm still okay with how with Masai taking that chance because you know why? He tried to do something different. I'm okay with that. I'm not playing the result of well, the Raptors won, so of course this was a win. I always thought it was a win as soon as. You saw what Kawhi was doing in the playoffs against the Sixers. Do you, do you know, understand what I'm saying? I do, like, I do, and like, and I was wrong for, about I was wrong about Russell Westbrook's contract. It's forty one million dollars in two years. Yes, I'm aware. Forty four, forty seven in twenty twenty two, twenty three. That's I'm, when that double draft is. That's when you should be wide open and not being on the hook for. But the Raptors mil. have no other contracts then. They would have like him and Siakam, and then you trust in the Raptors' ability to draft that they will continue to find Fred Van Fleet. They'll continue to find Norman Powell's. They'll continue to find Pascal Siakam's. That they're able, and you'll make your team work. But like talking about the risk, do you know what one of my favorite moments of the this Raptors playoff run is? What's when that? Ka- when Kawhi went on that 10-0 run in Game Five. Game five oh, yeah. of the finals. And Kawhi goes on a 10-0 run, and they lost that game. Yeah. Right? But that still is one of my favorite moments just because you had that moment of, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. And that's what happens with star players. I just want that feeling again. And I know everybody hates Russ, but Russ is still one it of those It doesn't happen to Russ. It doesn't happen uh, to Russ because he doesn't hit 10 stop. shots in a row. <laughs> if Russell life. Westbrook hit 10 shots in a row in a, in a playoff game... <laughs> Listen, I know in that the, I'm just... In this, the year of our Lord, 2019, I would walk out of the house. Walk listen, out of the house if he did that. Listen, I understand. I know that I'm losing it, and I'm just, I'm, I'm just on the high of having good players on the team, and I just want the good times to continue. And is Russell Westbrook the answer? Probably not. But I'm saying I'm here because I want Masai to continue to roll the <laughs> dice with star players and trying to do that. And what we've learned is the only way the star players are coming to Toronto is you have to take advantage of other teams' misfortunes and the situations that they're in. And the only person that is in that position right now in the entire NBA is Russell Westbrook, where you don't have to give up your prize Pascal Siakam possession to try to get Russell Westbrook. So at least if you could say, hey, I'm going to form and try to have these two all-stars going forward – if someone else has a better plan of how to do that with two all-stars going forward and who those all-stars might be, I'm here. Hit me up in the comments. I love it. <laughs> Webby, man. It's been crazy. It's been crazy. 
Um, I'll so let you talk about we, your Sixers, man. Yeah, when do I get to do my hour oh, no, about no. Uh, the, the super-sized Sixers? The process continues. Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang! Let me ask you a question. So, same situation against the Raptors, except you flip it, right? Sixers have the ball. Four seconds left. Tie game, game seven. Who gets the ball? Oh, Joel Embiid. Oh. Joel Embiid. Absolutely. All right, so Raptors win again. All right, yeah. But but now but now it's not just it's not just giving Embiid the ball in the post. Now, I mean we've got one of the passing best passing big men in the game. You thought Marcus Gasol can drop a dime. You oh, wait till you see the one two that yeah. Big Al and Joel work. Oh, I can't wait. Now the other great piece about this is like you knew my love hate relationship I had with JJ Redick in. Taking J.J. Redick out with his 35-year-old washed ass like mine, just old man, and replacing him with an athlete like Josh Richardson, yeah. I like that is oh, that is a great move. Now the big thing too is going to be Toby. If Harris can play the way like apparently he's a great guy. Listen, if he can play the way that the the Sixers are going to pay him for, that's a nasty starting five. Now, the other thing that I really like about the Sixers are what they've been able to do through the draft in the last couple of years. Uh, the guy that they drafted in that uh, trade with the Celtics on draft day, the Thabuli, the kid from Washington, the big rangy defender kid, nasty. Zaire Smith, nasty. Uh, I like. I, they're going to win the East. If you look at what happened to the two teams that were above them in terms of the uh, Bucks, who lost Brogdon, and the Raptors, who obviously lost Kawhi, I'd say that the Philadelphia 76ers are the favorites to come out of the East. I don't know what the Bucks are on. I would not have given Middleton max money. Is Chris Middleton the max player? No, but you had to that's, give him max money because that's see, just the way the NBA works. And that's then they, where I fear the Raptors are going, where we're talking ourselves into, oh, but you had to give this person max money. Like, no, I don't. I don't have to give Chris Middleton max money. You know why? Because he's not a max player. <laughs> but I think losing Brogdon is tough, too. Agreed. I would have kept Brogdon because he would have been cheaper, right? And I would Absolutely. have not paid Middleton max money. Uh, the other thing, though, that I did like that they did – uh, the Bucks, that is, is uh, getting Brooke and Robin Lopez together on the same oh, team. That's big trash. fan of that. Big fan Cannot of that. support that. Cannot. You got to get the twins. All. We got to get Markeith and and Marcus back together. Did uh, whichever Morris twin sign with the Lakers yet or no? No, not yet. Okay, not that I've seen. So currently, the Lakers' new roster it's just Rondo. They got Boogie. <laughs> they got Jared Dudley, Danny Coos. Green, Coos. Uh, who else jumped on? KCP jumped back on. Oh, the God. <laughs> Do, did we say Boogie? We said Boogie, yep. Caruso, your man's Caruso. Yo, David Caruso plays in the NBA? I thought he was still on CSI Miami. <laughs> the NBA is the best. It's the most interesting place. And I'm going to say this before you guys slander me in the comments. Our whole discussion about Russell Westbrook, I'm just going to reemphasize <laughs> this. No, I'm going to reemphasize this because people are going to go crazy in the comments. I'm going to reemphasize this. I'm talking about if you're trying to still compete for a championship, find me what other all-star in the league you're able to trade for that you can also keep Pascal Siakam. That's the context of the conversation. So if you're coming at me, about anything else that doesn't involve <laughs> Pascal Siakam or trying to compete for a championship, because that's what we were talking about. I don't want to hear anything about the Russell Westbrook argument. Fair? 
Fair. Does that sound fair? That sounds okay. fair. Webby, man. Um, biggest takeaway so far? I mean, I know we didn't really talk to you. KD and I know there's so I, much other shit that we're I think the about. yeah, the, the the we can just touch on it real quick. I mean, the, I think one of the biggest surprises of for me at least in free agency was the Knicks coming up completely empty with <laughs> KD and Kawhi or KD and Kyrie and then yeah. saying that they were never going to offer KD the max. Well, that's I what happened that with Kawhi like too, the, right? That's one they, of the craziest things I've ever read. Well, they leaked the story afterwards too that like, oh, well they they pulled out of getting a meeting with Kawhi Leonard because they wanted to move on with free agency and didn't want to wait out his whole process. That's right. sure a classic did. like that's a classic like oh I didn't really want to take that girl to the prom anyways so I didn't Yeah, really yeah, I never liked her anyway. <laughs> Amazing. The Knicks are so trash. Um but the thing that I I found super interesting about that whole process in terms of KD and Kyrie was a we talked about it on the pod, on the Wrap It Up pod, about the fact that pay attention to what's going on, right? Jay Will came out and told you that KD and company were upset afterwards with the medical advice they felt they got from the Golden State Warriors on the way out. So chances were that KD was on his way out. Other thing to pay attention to, when Kyrie signs to Rock Nation, yeah. right? And we already know that KD is the twin, signed Isn't for, the twin brother of his agent is, like, exactly, running? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So... KD is also signed to Rock Nation. KD's guy, Rex Kleiman, used to work for Rockefeller, if I'm not mistaken. But beyond so, that... Definitely involved the head, with them. So the head of of Rock Nation, pardon me, the head of Rock Nation, their twin brother, is the head of Barclays and the Nets. <laughs> so once you figure out all those things, that to me is like the great part of NBA free agency, right? Because like there's so many just crazy angles and storylines and like connect the dots and you know it's what makes the nba the best absolutely it's the it's the best league in the world and it's only going to get better especially uh, if you think that the raptors are going to trade for russell westbrook i just want them to do something <laughs> i just need you to do something Masai. i can't have you just chill man that, that was just such a high man i just can't go back to just you know normal to tuesday, tuesday night, night against the magic <laughs> yeah i we can't both do said it tuesday night <laughs> I can't do it, man. I can't do it. <laughs> can't do that to Drake, man. <laughs> That's really funny. Oh, man, Webby. Where can the people find you, man? Where can Listen, people find you if they want to get your takes? Come holler at me, man. We're on Twitter and Instagram. Same name, at AWebster84. Holler at your boy. Everybody was, was so great through the uh, playoffs. Everybody reached out and talked mad trash on me and my Sixers and, and the uh, <laughs> kept me up to date with all what was going on with the Raptors and how they're going to be champions and how they won. Thank you all for reaching out. I really do appreciate it. <laughs> And, of course, my name is Sheldon Alexander. You can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. Like and follow both places for, you know, just whole grain goodness of what's going on in the world of the NBA. Maybe summer watching, what we're watching in the summer, all that fun stuff as well. And, of course, shout to the people that subscribe to the uh, On Blast podcast. As you know, this, the Ball On Blast podcast, also a sister podcast of the wrap it up podcast both right. of which under the on blast podcast network which you can find on youtube on soundcloud google play and on itunes just search on blast podcast or my name sheldon alexander you can find all that huge shout to all you people that rocked with us all year long 
Raptors fans. Hope we we keep you you know entertained and you know let us know what you think because this is about you as well, right? We want to hear from you. I want to read all your comments. I enjoy going back and forth with you guys on Twitter and having you guys tell me that I'm an idiot for wanting Russell Westbrook because hey, people did do that today. Like Webby, you're not the only one to to, to like crush me about that. If I go in my Twitter <laughs> mentions right now, I got a bunch of people. Some guy named Raptor Godfather says, no way. Uh, another dude, fun times ahead, just says, nah. <laughs> nah, B. Nah, B. We can't. That ain't it, Chief. Uh, Marvin says, nah, man, that ain't the move. No need for rash moves. Just lay in the cut and strike when the time is right. Uh, mad people going at me. It, it, was, it was great, though. I enjoy it. And that's really why we do this podcast right webby to interact with the fans have a place where we just shoot the shit i'm not claiming to be totally right i'm just a guy that watches a lot of basketball and i'll give you my opinion on stuff i'm not saying i'm always right not saying i'm always wrong just here for the conversation right that's it brother we love it and so reach out to us reach out to us let us know what you think as always because i used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this This is the Ball on Blast podcast, as always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. Peace. This is Ball on Blast, part of the On Blast podcast network, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. If you like it, then subscribe and tell your friends. Holla.